Mikey, Mikey, night. If you hear at night, if you hear at nighttime, then you hear at the right time. Hey, there we go. We all about that love, support, and protect. Hey, Always. What happened to y'all? We ain't seen y'all in a while. Where y'all been? <laughs> I've been doing good, man. How about yourself? Hey, man? hey, on top of the world, man. You know what? Like I said, I woke up this morning. There was a whole bunch of money in my bank account. Oh, okay. That ain't never a bad thing. No, no. It was almost bubbling out. The banker asked me if he could borrow a couple of dollars. <laughs> but anyway, hey, man, we got a good show lined up for you guys tonight. You know how we do uh, <laughs> our news, our business. Hey, and we keep it that way. So, you know, we know we had some stuff going on today. Looks like you guys got yourself a new president. What you think about that? Okay, uh, I noticed that you used the proverbial we, so is that not referring to you? Is he not your president? Well, I'm an American. Okay. First. Okay. Okay, so I support anybody who is in the White House, and I pray for them. I ask that, you know, uh, wherever they leave this country, that is in uh, a direction that will, will help our people. That's, well, that's, always well, I, my first, that's always my first priority. Well, I definitely think that this is a time for Americans to finally get some sort of unity and some sort of stability uh, where we could have uh, actual presidents and vice presidents that act presidential and don't spew hate and division amongst Americans. So Are you I, speaking of so anybody in that, particular? Uh, I'm not going to say no names, but okay. I will say this. Let this be a lesson for you in future elections. Okay. If you elect a clown, expect a clown show. Okay. All right. Well, hey, man, listen, we got to get this show started because we ain't been with you guys in a while for uh, different reasons. But you know what? We're here now. And that's all that is important is the now. We don't worry about the past or the future, but what's happening right now. Right now, we're here with the love, support, and protect that we always promise to give you guys. You understand what I'm saying? We do not want to uh, uh, alienate our people. We know that there's a lot going on in this in this world today, but... For myself, black people are the priority. We're the only class of people inside of this country that have not been recognized in a monetary or financial sense. So I, I, I wanna make sure that whatever we doing in that White House, that they don't forget about the black house. Absolutely, and the promises that they made to us. Now, time will tell, time will, will, will show everything, but uh, during this time, the wounds must heal and the way that you heal the wounds is by having accountability. So uh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, check this out. That ain't what our show is about today, but we had to throw that we had to throw that in there because we know that some of you guys are talking about that today. Um, Twan, you you hit the nail on the head uh, with the <laughs> with the Donald Trump, so we get it. But check this out. So today we talking about young adults. And teenagers, and or that and all inclusive, still inside of the home, right? And how we deal with them, and uh, how we respond to them, and how we can love, support, and protect them in a better way. But we have a twofold show. We're talking. We're going to talk about a little bit about the negatives of that, and we're also going to include the positives when it comes to having your young adults stay inside of your home. So I want right. you guys to stay tuned. We ain't going nowhere. I hope y'all ain't going nowhere, and we're going to get this thing going. Uh, hey, hey, get your popcorn ready.
comes to having your young adult sex inside of your home. So I want you guys to stay tuned. We ain't going nowhere. I hope y'all ain't going. Come give y'all a minute. Don't trip. <laughs> you get your water, man. You good? Because we know that there are challenges when you have young adults, i.e. teenagers within the home. And then there also are, there is a peaceful existence that can happen when you have them in the home that it, it doesn't, it's not necessarily a problem to have them there. Right. Um, so we're going to tackle the problems with having them there first. And then we're going to get into some of the things that we can, uh, some of the things that uh, 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 we can do to to alleviate some of these problems that we have with the, with the teenagers and the young adults within the home. So I sure. wanted to start out with um, the disrespect. Okay. The okay. disrespect. Um, there's not a whole lot you can do with teenagers because you can't, you can't beat them. Right. Uh, and you know, most teenagers are going to have some degree of disrespect. And you know, we were all teenagers once upon a time. You can't tell them nothing. Once they reach a certain age, they think they know everything. But once they get out on their own and they see what the real, real life is about, then their attitudes tend to change about the disrespectfulness. Have you and noticed I, that? Yes. And I wanted to get, I wanted to uh, kind of piggyback on what you're saying with that because I know a lot of teenagers have this idea that things are going to work out differently for them than they worked out for their parents. Right. So they're going to get out, they're going to make tons of cash, they're right. going to be so much more responsible. But let me ask you this question real quick. Do you know any adults that don't have any problem with the way that they were raised or have any any complaints about their parents growing up? Because all the adults that I've talked to, they always have something. I don't care. Absolutely. I don't care what it is. I knew one, I knew one young lady, and I'm not going to mention any names, but I knew one young lady who said that her mom was always gone. Never really supported, wasn't at home a lot, was always at work. Now, we know why she was always at work, right? She was a single parent. Right. She didn't, she, she had to take care of them. But she said that their life was so 
horrible as kids that they had to do their summer school clothes shopping at none other than J.C. Penney's. Oh, wow. Man, I would have had loved to have that problem <laughs> because I recall when I was young, man, I had to go to Kmart and uh, Target, and that's back in them days where those stores were frowned Well, listen, upon, right? you might have been doing a little bit better than me, man, because I was at that young DAV over there off of uh, Montview. Oh, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> and I was, in a, I was also in a few cousins' closets. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, because, let me get this. Speaking of that, you know, there's a funny story about that, so and I used to complain to my mom, like, are we going to Kmart again for my school clothes? And she was like, yeah. I was like, but mom, what if I see my friends in their school shopping also? They're going to be looking down on me. How are they going to look down she at said, you? ask them what they do. Exactly the they same for thing. The exact same reason that you do. The exact same thing. And, so, and, and furthermore, all kids ain't even getting new school clothes, so you should be blessed. So we have the disrespectful teenagers living within the home mm -hmm. or young adults. We also have another problem with them, and that is their unwillingness <laughs> to be gainfully employed. Right. So not only do they want to be disrespectful, but they don't have jobs. Right. To couple with that. Okay. So uh, before we move on to the, 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 the unwillingness to work, mm -hmm. let's tackle the disrespect. How do we deal with disrespectful teenagers slash young adults within the home? Well, my personal opinion is this. Uh, it does kind of depend on if they're a teenager, are they a student, or are they just a, a grown adult, 20 years plus, still living at your home, right? That does make a difference. Now, when we're talking about teenagers, uh, for instance, uh, they're still in uh, in a place to where the, they, they still have time to be worked out their issues and stuff like that. But when we talk about adults, I know one thing that gets their attention is a deadline. If you put that deadline for to them, then I imagine that you'll get some responses. And even if they don't meet the, the deadline and they find out how hard it is to live with their friend, they're sleeping, they're couch surfing, they don't always have a steady meal, they tend to come back correct. <laughs> uh, Nessa says if they disrespectful, then they need to be on their own. Exactly. And you are absolutely right. Um, but we have we have a problem within our culture, within the black culture especially, because we have some women out here who are single parents, mm -hmm. and they're they're unwilling to kick these children out mm -hmm. and put them on the streets. And I've even heard them say things uh, to the to the to the uh, uh, to the tune of "I don't want to kick them out because I don't want to release the problem that I created onto the streets." Right. Well, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, who are the worst kids? Preacher's kids, right? So it doesn't matter how well you call yourself raising your child. You could be the best parent in the world, and then people are still individuals. They have their own minds, and they're going to do what they want to do. Now, what it comes down to is did you show them and did you guide them the proper way coming up? That will have a major effect on how they respect or don't respect you. So you think some of that problem, some of that um responsibility is the parent's responsibility. But you understand though, when once children become a certain age, that it's, it's that ship is sailed. It's not, you can't raise teenagers and young adults all over again. True so that. once you've created a pattern, that pattern is really hard to break. Well, a, a lot of the problems like you were alluding to earlier is the lack of the father in the home. And a lot of these hanger honors are not necessarily the females, it's usually the young black men who are hanging around the house. And a part of that reason why is because it was perpetuated by their single mothers who kind of look at them as kind of uh, the man of the house. Well, guess what? 
If you don't earn that right to be the man of the house, then you have no say so in the house. Okay, so um, Vanessa was saying that she has inculcated a nature or cultivated a nature within her home to where um, her girls, uh, uh, to respect them, she respects them by not being their friends. Right. Now, right. I wanted to throw something out there. I know I'm going to probably lose some viewers on this one, but I just, I just kind of want to throw this out there. Parents, I am a parent. I'm not going to give you my own personal experience or throw any of my children under the bus right here. We're speaking in general terms. Right. Um, but if you choose to party with your children, i.e. smoke weed with them, mm -hmm. their, that respect for you has stood up and literally walked out the door. Right. Now, when you try to come back and ask them to do certain things like uh, uh, and you ask them for certain levels of respect, that may or may not be there. Now, we're going to tackle this weed issue again later on in the show because I'm going to talk, we're going to talk a little bit about when weed is a drug and when, and, and when weed is not a drug. Right. So, so um, we're going to tackle that. But I just want to say this when you have young adults living in, inside of the home, i.e., teenagers especially, it's probably a good practice not to start you know, rolling blunts and, and asking them for weed and to go pick you up weed from your right. friends and stuff, their friends right. and stuff like that, because that respect factor is now gone. Right. And um, that unwillingness, now we can move on to that unwillingness to work. Right. And once that shift sells, it's kind of out of there because you done already put yourself out there that you are a peer of your child and not a mentor or a, a mother or father figure. So. Yeah, you're, 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 exactly. You're, you are not someone who is respected by them uh, in the sense of, of, of in a way that uh, it's just like be. you know like like when you cuss around your kids at an early age or or, or, or you roll weed around them uh, maybe you ain't smoking the weed with them but they're watching you do all these activities and so therefore the the chances of them having that same respect when they have their own children you just made that a whole lot harder not only on yourself and your kid but also your grandkids it's a pattern that's perpetuated and that needs to be broken in the black community now when I was raised up, I was told that when grown folks are talking, you ain't got nothing to say. And that's and, and that go that gets back into my the disrespect because right, I have been right. in situations where kids, young young adults feel it their uh, duty or, or or they they are at liberty to speak yeah. to adults as though they're on their same level, like they're paying rent. And their parents think it's cute in a whole lot of cases. And let me tell you, that is not the case. Uh, that has to stop. That most definitely needs to stop in our community and us for in order for us to move forward. There has to be a clear chain of, of, of command. So when we're talking about the household, we're talking about the people who are actually paying the bills, the people who are actually paying the water bill, the cable bill, and whatever luxuries and necessities you may have. If you're not contributing to that, then I'm at least need you to be uh, uh, respectful and well, now when we're talking about willingness to work that kind of goes with chores too right 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 so if you don't put any responsibility on a child they will never know responsibility exactly and and it, it's 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 hard once you guys have created an environment in which children feel that some of that behavior is okay right and um um 
you try to go back and reel it in or go down a different mm -hmm. road, it's hard to do that. So right. some in some cases, putting them out is the best thing to do to regain that respect. Absolutely. Because then they can come back and say, you know what, I understand the error of my ways. Do you mind? Mm -hmm. I don't mind working out. I don't mind uh, uh, helping out with some chores around the house. But I would say with the dis disrespect, I agree with Vanessa, with the disrespect, the best thing to do is to put them out of the house. Now, I want to share something with you guys, and I believe that this is something that I try to practice, and that is change acceptance, the change acceptance leave model. And that is, once you work on someone's change and they won't accept that change and they do not change, then you come to a place where then you have to accept them for who they are and just know that that's right. who they're going to be. Right, which is a, a really a deadline. Like you said, putting them kids out. Now, I'm not, obviously you gotta give them 30 days by law if they're adults, but once you put that fear of that deadline within them, I promise you, Chances are you're going to see some results. Sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. And the reason why I say sometimes you won't is, I mean, at least when you want to, when you're trying to come back. Now, if you want to stay out there in the street to continue to be disrespectful, then you don't even have an option to come back to, right. to my home. Right. But if you go out there and like you said, coming here and talking about, hey, this is what I want to do. This is my plan. These are my goals. I don't want to stay with you forever. I want to get myself. In and, we, and we're going to get we're going to get into that. that oh, for, piece. for sure. Yeah, we're going to sure. get into for that. Sure. piece. But right now we're talking about the piece in which there is a problem with these adults living within the home. So right. um, we looked at the disrespect. We said, OK, well, it's probably best that you put these children out if they can't respect your home. If they cannot be within the home and render the respect that the home is due by allowing them to stay there, then they need to go. Right. The unwillingness to work. If they don't want to work, they're not students, they're not going to school. That's also, I think, a, 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 an evictable offense. Mm -hmm. If you can't work, and it's okay, Nate, we're glad you made it, man. If you don't want to work, that says a lot about where you're going in the future. I tell well, I said I didn't want to get personal, but I would say this to young people. Between 17 and 21 are the very are very important years because it helps to define who you are as an adult later on in life. Sure. Your ethics, your values, your, your work ethic, all of that is important when you are uh, uh, between the ages of 17 and 21. Between the 17, ages of 17 and 21, you can work tirelessly. I think it is very important to develop that work ethic at that age because it will carry you on throughout your life. There will be things that you do between the ages of 17 and 21 that you will be able to fall back on when you're 35, when you're 27, when you're 46. You can fall back on those things, things like getting an education, right. developing that work ethic, maybe even going into the military or whatever. So a lot of these things have lasting effects and can carry you on into your adulthood and help you Absolutely. forge a, 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 a successful life for yourself. So I just wanted to throw that out there uh, about you know those ages of 17 through 21. So that unwillingness to work is not just a problem for now. That problem that a teenager or young adult might have right now, not working at that between those ages, will will affect them later on in life. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and that's why you set the example by actually getting up and doing the work and then your kids. See, you can scream anything to anybody. Eventually, they're just going to plug their ears and tune you out. But if you lead by example, then you have a much better chance of your child following suit 
Exactly. You know, I wanted to say this, and, and so we 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 uh got we kind of talked about the unwillingness to work, but I want to get back into that by saying that when children are younger or even when they're becoming teenagers, chores are very important for sure. them because it does help them to develop a work ethic, knowing that things don't come for free, that that they they are responsible for for looking out for themselves, and they do that by doing things around the home and helping the home out. Because once they get on their own. They're going to have to do these exact same chores. They're right. going to have to wash their clothes. They have to cook their own dinner once they get on their own. So it's good that they develop this type of work ethic when they're younger. Now, want to move on into interfering with personal relationships. Okay. And I want to bring this. I don't know if it's so much as a, of a problem with men as it is women, because a lot of times we have in the black community, especially um, and even in the Hispanic community, we have uh, uh, young men and women who are still inside of their mother's homes. Don't see that too much with fathers, but I don't know if fathers have to deal with it. I know some fathers have had to deal with that. But I want to get on the aspect of getting into personal relationships. And what right. I mean by that is um, you have an adult child living in the home and they making comments about where you're going who you're dating, right. who you're seeing, whether or not they like the person that you're dating. And the way I look at it, because it can destroy a relationship, it can hurt a relationship between a man and woman that, right. that may really be involved or, or love each other. Mm -hmm. Those adult children can throw a monkey wrench in that big time. They absolutely can. And, and that's why, you know, there's differences of opinions and it unless you can come to the same page and same agreement that it's going to continue to be a problem. It's not just necessarily someone you're dating. It could be a married couple. Things could be going smooth, but guess what? We got this person in the We've basement, moved, uh, yeah. you know, and he's really affecting our relationship because, well, now my water bill is higher. Now my gas bill is higher. And, and he's disrespectful and, and doesn't and work. And he's disrespectful. <laughs> and, and maybe one parent or one partner is kind of letting them skate by with that. And what you're doing is not helping them by giving them a place to stay. You're harming them because you're setting the president that they will follow into the future. Okay. So uh, <laughs> having said that, um, interfering with personal relationships, you have to set some, so, some guidelines when it comes boundaries. to some boundaries. When we talked about before about not enjoying drugs with your children, which we shouldn't have to say that, but I guess we do inside of our community because people are still doing it. Right. Um, but I want to say this. When it comes to uh, uh, your personal relationships, you guys, this is a mistake. I'm going to share this with you, young ladies, women, if you're listening right now, please get what I'm about to tell you. When it comes to the man that you're dating, and men, the women that you're dating, do not share these things with your children. Don't. Because Please. especially adult children. Because they form these ideals of these people that it is none of their business. Right. And, and really kind of tap on what you were saying later. It really kind of goes back much earlier than that. The things that you do around your children, the things that you allow to be done around your children. Well, maybe you don't smoke weed, but maybe your boyfriend does and you let him come in and just roll all the weed, smoke all the weed in the house and send a bad president for your children. So even early on, like I was saying earlier, when grown folks talk, you don't speak. When my parents had their friends come over and they play spades and bid with and things of that nature. Look, you weren't about to come out of that room and ask for no water. 
<laughs> you, you are hungry. You don't need nothing to eat. You don't need to ask no question. You don't need to come snitching on your cousins. None of that. You stay well, in a child's place. Well, I've been in situations, or have been in a situation in which there, there was a young man. He's living there, okay, sucking up all the heat. Uh, <laughs> sucking it up, huh? Yeah, sucking up all the heat. Ain't working. Right. Ain't doing nothing in the home. But you telling me what I need to be doing. Right. I don't live right. with you. I, I work. I, I take care of myself. But you telling me what I need to be doing. And you got a full grown man in your house mm -hmm. that don't listen to a word you say. Right. right. I have found it somewhat interesting that a lot of women that are spending uh, a, a large amounts of time with their children get sometimes confused with the way that they treat their children when they start start talking to their spouse. Right. And have to be reminded that, hold on, I'm a grown man. <laughs> you know, you ain't going to talk. And, and everything in four child's ears. I mean, let's just keep that, you know, think of Cain from Minutes to Society. You know, Cain had no business here or even being nowhere near that. Well, we, <laughs> we wouldn't necessarily coin that as a good parenting. A, a, absolutely. His mom was absolutely strung out, not. so and, and there's that. Well, and, and that is a problem in our community. If you're going to be strung out, keep it away from your kids. Well, that's hard to do if you are strung out. Well, they, 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 there's they, other They things. know. <laughs> they know you're strung They out. may know, but that doesn't mean that I have to got to be up in their face. Right, right. You ain't got to be all over the dope in front of kids. Right. So um, just having to uh, uh, Yae says, uh, we do because they steal your weed. Like, I think she's talking about the kids. I don't know. Clear that up for us, Yae. But anyway, so getting back to what I was saying, so we got to disrespect the unwillingness to work, the no choice, interfering with personal relationships. Mm -hmm. Keep your adult children and your teenagers out of your personal relationships. It ain't none of their business. Sure. And I don't care if y'all done broke up or if y'all arguing or whatever. Don't take that information to those kids because it ain't none of their business. Matter of fact, it wouldn't be any of their business if they wasn't inside of that house. Exactly. Okay, so they wouldn't know anything that was going on. So leave them out of that. The next thing is the drug habits, because we have a big issue with this. And I'm not just talking about weed. I'm talking about these kids is, is doing mollies, pills, mm -hmm. cocaine. They doing it all. These drug, these kids that have drug habits still living inside of the home. True, true. How do you deal with that? I mean, because putting them out is not going to get them off the drugs. No, it most certainly isn't. Uh, but that's when we have to start taking care of our mental health a whole lot better. There are programs and things that you can turn your kids into willingly or unwillingly to try to force them to get the help if they don't want to seek it on their own. So there are avenues that you can take. Now, let's not get it twisted. Uh, having a drug habit, you know, people uh, get down on people with drug habits say, well, why do you even do that? Well, because I have a chemical dependency and I can't help myself and I need help and I can't conquer it on my own. So I think in that case, being a supportive parent is helpful. Now, if you're stealing from me in my house, now that's a whole nother issue that we got to deal with. Now, if I got to start locking stuff up, maybe I do to, to show you some support at the end of the day. But it most certainly is an issue. And a lot of it comes from what the parents are allowing these kids to see as they're coming up as young adults. Okay. So uh, with the drug habits, I think this is also a um, an offense in which you can lose lose the home. You you gotta go. You gotta go. Um, this is an evictable offense. You we gotta kick you out if you got a drug habit. 
Uh, it is, but you know that's easy for us to say. But when it's your own children, it's a difficult thing. To it do. is so, hard. Unfortunately, and, and like you said, we're not talking about our kids personally. My kids don't have them issues, but if they did, I would do my best to stand by them, and I'd probably just try to get them some rehab or something. And I'm talking about our on-site rehab where they're not necessarily having to stay in my house while they're getting help. Oh, that I mean, that's a good. That's so that's that's, nice that's that's the equivalent of, of putting you out. But where you're going is not the street. Where you're going is somewhere where they actually have experience dealing with you because I'm not a drug counselor. Exactly. And, uh, you know, especially if some of that problem is, is one that you created. Within right. The and a lot of times that is. It is. And, and when that is the case, that tends to be the time that they won't get help. Now, let's switch gears here a little bit, because I have seen homes in which the teenagers or young adults have a peaceful existence. And when I talk about teenagers, when I'm talking about the ages of 17 through 19, because that's about the time where they're either going off to college, they can join the military, or they can they can move out on, on their own if they need to. And putting them out is such a big deal as when they're 14 or 15, because right. they're still somewhat responsible. So do you them. think that there's a cutoff age that a child should be allowed to live with their parent? No. As long it, as they're handling their business, correct? And that's what I wanted to get to is that peaceful existence. Right. As long as you're not doing anything to hurt the home and you're still protecting the home, that means you're contributing, you're mm -hmm. actively moving forward with your goals, right. you're responsible, uh, uh, you're respectful, uh, you know, uh, and, and you know your place. And that's a big thing, too. You know your place within the home. You know what? That's my mom's relationship. I don't. I don't bring my friends over here to party. Right. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Things right. like that. So I, I'm just saying, you know, these are situations in which coexisting with your young adult, if you got young girls, I, I would never suggest putting your young girls out there at 19, 20, 21 if you're a single mom. No, she can stay there with you. That's fine. There's not a problem with that. But when they start to cause problems within the home, now you have to question whether or not they should be there. And then, and that is when they asking, uh, questioning your moves and what you're doing. Right. Listen, I've raised you. And like I say, again, if you weren't here, you wouldn't know what I was doing. So that means what I'm doing right now is none of your business. Because right. if you don't like the way that I move or the way I get down or who I date, you don't have to be here. You can leave. And you can almost help earn your keep by staying out of my business. Doing chores is much the same way. Earn your keep. Bring something to the table. Now, Nathan Romero says, you said it correctly. A lot of the younger generation want to be friends and homies and all that. And then when the disrespect happens, they want to get mad at what they created. Right. Exactly. Right. And that and, and it does stem from being your, your child's friend in a sense of losing that respect. I don't, I'm not saying it's suggesting, and we're not suggesting that you cannot be your teenagers or your young adult's friend. That's fine. You should be friends with your children, but they should know their place and they should not lose the respect Absolutely. Um, within the home. And the way that that respect is lost is by not requiring them, not, not requiring them to do anything around the home, not requiring them to work, not re uh, requiring them to contribute or actively move forward in their own lives. If they're not doing these things, then they should not be a part of your home. You should not have them within your home because they're just going to create a problem. They will not only create problems within your home with, 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 with within your home, but with the relationships that you have, even with your friends. I've been in homes where where, where uh the friends have more friends come over than the mom or dad. 
drive. How does that work? You my know? my mom always said they stay on the front porch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, don't nobody come in here. And and most of the places where I've seen where they're letting these young adults come into the home, sit around with the parents, smoke weed, hang out like they're one of them. There's always issues within that home. So let me ask you this. So what do you say to the parents that say, well, I'd rather them do it here than on the street. At least they ain't on the street. At least I know what they smoking. At least I know what they drinking. Well, then you should also know this. You should also know that they have lost all respect for you and have lost all respect for your home. It's only a matter of time when they're going to start disrespecting you and talking to you crazy. Yep. First of all, if you're talking about you, rather they do it there. So you would rather your kids smoke crack on your couch instead of out there. No, I, I don't. That's asinine and ignorant. I wanted you to address that because there's a lot of people and a lot of parents out there who actually uh, think that way. I've heard it with my own ears, and I was shocked to be hearing them statements. I don't want my kids doing drugs, period. period. And I especially don't want them doing them inside of my, my house. house. Because what I'm telling you guys right now is that you are setting these young adults and teenagers up for failure. This is not the real world. This is not the way the real world would treat them once they get outside of the home and they see and they come and have a, a harsh brush with reality mm -hmm. and you're no longer around to help them. They're going to have to deal with the with the problem and the trauma that you've created in, inside of their lives. Right. Right. Yeah, uh, I agree totally. Oh, she said, uh, <laughs> what's up? She, 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 she said, uh, you said we can't smoke with our kids. I said, you're right. But what if they steal your weed? Look. If your kids is stealing your weed, then you need to find some better hiding places. Okay, so that's what I would suggest. Maybe a, fa a safe deposit box or something, some type of uh, a, a lock and key or something, or leave it in the car in the glove box or something, somewhere you know they ain't going to go. Hell, leave it at work, because they ain't going to work, obviously. So well, how about this? How about just some consequences? Hey, I shouldn't have to lock up anything in my Exactly. House. And it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a pile of cash. If I leave it on the table and I return home from work, it should still be right there. Exactly. Same thing goes with my weed and everything else. Right. If you touch it, that's an evictable offense. Exactly. Don't so touch if you're touching my stuff, if you're stealing things from me inside of my home, right. you're stealing from the home that helps you uh, 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 live the life that you live, then you need to get that. Okay, right. you need to get out. And that's a sign of a bigger problem as well. If uh, if your kids or anybody else is stealing from you in that matter, uh, it's just like if you go to, into a, a liquor store and you steal, what do they tell you automatically? You're banned. You're banned. You don't you come never, back. You don't ever come back there. You don't, you don't come back. It's two years from now. Right. You better hope new management pop up in here before you be allowed back up in here. Right. And that's the way I feel about it. If you're stealing, then you got to go. Evict the kids. There you go. Do not, and I'm going to say this one more time before I get to Leon's comment here, do not allow your kids to disrespect the home, your adult, your adult children or your teenage children. If they disrespect the home and disrespect you and you put up with it for one minute. They are going to run over you. Right. And you that, are not going to be able to get that back. That makes you culpable in a sense. Exactly. So You're responsible. Can, how mad can you really, really get when you present it out culpable. there for them? Yeah. yeah, you are culpable. Uh, Leon Tootle says, I'm not your friend. I'm your parent. There's a complete difference. We can hang, watch TV, play mm -hmm. games, but socializing and entertaining with them like I do with my friends is absolutely not happening. You are right because that's when the respect leaves. Now, um, if you do these things... Don't don't act like you're surprised when these issues start occurring inside of your home. Right. You want peace inside of your home. 
you have spent upwards of 16, 17, 18 years raising these children. If you've done a decent enough job, you should feel okay putting them out because they should know how to take care of themselves at this point. And they should know what you expect because you're supposed to have laid it out there for them clearly. And if they're causing problems within the home, then obviously they're ready to go. That's how you know they're ready to go. When they start questioning your moves, what you're doing, who you're with, who you're talking to, how you spend your money, what you pay for rent, when they start asking those questions, you should know the light should come on and you should be like, okay, they're ready to move out. Yeah, because that sounds more like a spouse than a child. Right, exactly. They know, they don't know it, but as adults, we know it. So when we start hearing those things, when you put your name on the juice, it's time for you to move out. You need to have your own place and put your name on your juice in your refrigerator. So anyway, <laughs> so uh, there is a peaceful existence and I kind of touched on that. When these young ladies, 18, 19, 20, 21, if, if, if they want to live inside of the home and they're not causing any problems, they're working, they're productive members of society, by all means, that can work. There are a lot of different cultures, especially the, the Hispanic culture, that has no problem with um, having even multiple families inside of the home because everybody knows their place. Right. But it, it, it's a problem, and that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up today. It's a problem within the Black community because when we try to live with each other, we got people hiding toilet paper, putting their name on the juice, <laughs> don't want to pay for cable, putting cable in the kid's name and stuff right. like that. We got right. all sorts of stuff coming on, coming up, and people, we got to stop this. You know what I'm saying? We have to be more responsible with our community. The way we change the streets is the way we it, it, it's, is how we, we uh, is changing the home. If we can change what happens in the home, then we can change what ha what is happening on our streets and these kids are killing each other and things like that. You know, most of these these young gang members and, 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 and kids that are out here actively in gangs, the problem is they have no home structure. They probably are sitting up smoking weed with their moms. All they right. probably are uh, disrespectful inside of the house coming in at all hours. Uh, not, working. not working. Ain't doing no Ain't chores. Doing, exactly. And that is what causes the problems on our streets. That is what causes the problems with us killing each other and 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 and, and uh, assaulting each other out on the streets. And and when that when the home isn't taken care of, the streets are going to be in in uh, disorder. Well said. Well said. Um. So we 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 talk about the peaceful existence, actively moving forward, being responsible, respectful, and knowing their place. But I do want to say this real quick. Hey, right on for joining us, Rob. We appreciate you today, man. Uh, much love, support, and re uh, respect to you. Also, Courtney, thank you for joining us. I don't know if we see you much, but uh, thank you. Appreciate Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I wanted to get down there and check you out when I was in Texas. Didn't get a chance to, but I appreciate you for, for showing up today. Now, check this out. When weed is a drug and when weed isn't a drug, we're going to wrap the show up with this. Okay. Weed is a drug when, when <laughs> you ain't working. It's almost that simple. Now, if you are established and you show some consistency, you make sure that your chores are done. You're not interfering with my personal relationships, uh, and you have uh, you're not disrespectful. You're, you're willing to do everything that I ask. Then smoke we smoke your weed. Then, then go ahead and smoke your weed. Now, I'm not smoke necessarily saying smoke weed in my house, 
And I'm not talking right. about me personally, because I know a lot of people that even though their kids are responsible and you only have to be 18 with a medical card now to smoke weed legally, right. some people still don't want it in their house because they right. still might feel like it's a form of disrespect simply because it's not your house. It's not your home. But, right. but if you're handling your business, then I have no issue if you want to come in high and you got munchies and you didn't already pay for your Twinkies and stuff and your box of cereal and your milk and stuff like that, then I have no issue with that. Now, and the other thing, parents, this goes for y'all too. If you ain't, if you, if you, if you short every month and light, lights is getting cut off, you shouldn't be rolling up no blunts. Exactly. Okay, your priorities is messed up. Exactly. Weed has just now became a drug. Okay. How you ain't got no gas, but you got weed. How the lights off, but you, but got, you got weed. weed. How the cable ain't no food, on. Ain't no food but, you, but got you got weed. weed. No, weed has just become a drug. Now, bills is paid, house is in order, kids are respectful, things is going down the way they're supposed to go down within the home. You're happy, happy wife, happy life. Everything is going on and it's good inside of the home. Weed is not a drug. I understand. I look at weed like beer. Me, myself, I don't personally indulge, but for those that do, I don't hold it against you. I mean, whatever floats your boat. But I just want to let you know if you have a drug addiction or if you don't. If everything is being taken care of, then you don't have a drug addiction. This right. is your pastime. This is what you choose to do. It is 100% legal mm -hmm. in the state of Colorado. If that's what you want to do, if you want to smoke a little weed, then go ahead and do that. But don't be smoking with the kids. And <laughs> and make sure that everything is, is that your bills is right. First. I would, I would, I would uh, like to say I want you to have a 700 credit score before you start smoking weed, but that's, you know, that's <laughs> I'm asking too much. Right, I don't need right. you to have a 700 credit score to start smoking weed, but I just want to say this. Right. Make sure that your priorities are straight if you're sitting in your house smoking weed. Don't put the children on the same level as you. Now, when these children become adults and are living with you, there are certain things that you all need to sit down when they when you make that decision to let them live with you, and you need to, you need to draw out. Like, I will not deal with this, this, this times that you can come in and come out. And I also need to know a time when you are going to be leaving right, my home. Right, right, Because if that's not established and you can't handle those things, you'll get that deadline. I know I keep bringing up the deadline, but I promise you, I have seen that work personally. Okay, yeah. You let them know if these things don't transpire, if these things don't take place inside of the home, mm -hmm. then you most definitely yeah. meet, and, will and, have to and, go. and I'm going to give you an opportunity to get it together. It's not like I'm expecting this to happen tomorrow, but I, what I am expecting you to do is at least earn your keep while you're there, at least do your chores, at least handle all your business, and, and, and just know that just because you got a job, it doesn't mean it's time to start smoking either because some jobs are real strict and they might hit you with well, that red. And, and that's so what I'm saying. Start. If you don't have a job, the weed is not even a question. Because you're going to get drug tested. So right. How are you and I'm not talking about you need to go in there with a fake bottle and all that nonsense. Right. You need to have a clean system. If you if you don't if you are not working, don't be smoking weed. And this I'm talking to the parents too. If you don't have a job and you're looking for a job, you can't look for a job smoking weed because weed's going to rob you of your motivation anyway. It sure You're is. supposed to be relaxing at the end of the day. If you don't have no job, don't be smoking no weed. And depending on how much weed you smoke, it can stay out of your system up to 30 days. Y'all know that. Right. Yeah, we all know that. Yeah. Shoot, I, I know that firsthand. But anyway, hey, what's up, Rob? Hey, uh, Terry, you know most people smoking weed do not have a 700 credit score. I know that, Julie. I'm just saying. I'm not I'm not putting it out there to say you have to have one. I'm just saying I would prefer that you have one because that would tell me that maybe you're on top of your purpose. 
But I, okay, maybe a 685. But anyway, um, <laughs> this is the thing. You need to have your priorities straight if you're going to be smoking weed. Don't be smoking weed with the kids. Now, if there are adult children, I, and you guys have a peaceful existence within the home. You're not fighting with each other. They're helping out with the bills. Mm -hmm. If that's how you guys want to relax and that's how you guys come together, I don't have no problem with that. But while these kids are developing and be, while these kids are, 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 uh, are forming their own future, don't mess it up. Don't mess these kids' head up with that stuff because you know that that's not going to put them in a better place later on. Right. You know, uh, uh, most of us that were born in the 70s and even the 80s, some of us in here was born in the 60s, our parents didn't get out like that for the most part. Now, some people's parents did, and I guess they turned out all right. Yeah. But my parents never, and, you know, and, and they, listen, they never now, did now, I'm not like saying that. that if you do these sort of things around your kids, that your kids are automatically going to be doomed for failure. That doesn't necessarily mean that. But what you're doing is you're increasing the percentage chances of them having failure in their life later on. Like I said, I don't see the uh, probability I, of I've seen people with dopey parents alcoholic parents and they rose up out of that and they don't have any of them issues so i'm not saying that it's gonna fail you for doom but you definitely are making it much more difficult for your children when you do these things and it starts when they're little i know we're talking about teens and and, and young adults here but we got to talk about the three-year-old who, who hears you constantly cussing we're talking about the four-year-old who sees you drinking and putting hands on his mom we're talking about the four-year-old who sees his dad not ever go to work things of that nature. So it starts early. You'll have an easier time when they get to that age, uh, quelling some of these things or rebellious behaviors, uh, as another way to put it, when they get a little bit older. So that's Now, let important. me say this. Uh, for these adult children and also the um, teenagers, everything that comes into the house, when it's time for you to move out, uh, is community property. If not, keep it in your room right. or keep it under your control, your immediate control. All that food in the refrigerator is not yours right. because you don't have a roof for your, over your head exactly. or a place to put or it. Or a refrigerator. Okay, so, yeah, we're so, not going to so, talk so about... Like, kind of like it's both of ours, but we're going to keep it in my house. Right. If this is my house, the food that comes in here belongs to me. It's not your food. Because if you don't like it, as Judge Judy says, then move. All right. And if you get got out. A, and if you got a Twinkie habit from smoking too much weed, well, I like Twinkies. I like uh, Starburst and, and all, and all of that. And, 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 and let me just throw something else out there. This is just I'm just putting this out here for you adults out there that might be feeling guilty. I'm just giving you. I'm gonna be the second witness to tell you that you're not guilty. Okay. And I, let me say this one other thing: that borrowing money from kids that are living in your house. Stop that. Should okay. Already be having a bill to pay. Exactly. You shouldn't have to borrow no money from your kids. Okay. If your kids got money and you don't, and you keeping a roof over their head, that's your money. Because if they got that much money, then they need to move out and live on their own. Or contribute. One now, 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 I ain't saying that so y'all to be shaking your kids down if they got a little job or something. They're trying to put some money together for themselves. Don't be, don't be no jerk or no dirtbag of a parent, but all I'm saying is when, when some bills need to be paid around the house and they working and they live there, they need to be kicking in on those Absolutely. bills. Absolutely. What's two, three hundred dollars? Right. To help I shouldn't have to borrow bill. anything from or, you. Or, or, or the water and, bill. And the Stuff bottom that you line, use a lot. Right. And the bottom line is because they're going to have to do this when they get on their own. They're going to have to do this. So why not teach them the responsibilities now, now. because they're going to have to do it 
later on. For sure. But hey, we appreciate you guys' love, support, and protect for coming in and chilling with us uh, for today. Mike and Mike and Knight, if you hear at nighttime, then you hear at the right time. You know what I'm saying? We all about that love, support, and protect. This is what we do every night on the Mike and Mike at Night show. Hey, you, we coming back at you guys real soon, but we appreciate everybody that came in here and had something to offer. Julie, Nathan, yeah, uh, Leon always Vivian, in here Leon talking to Vivian, and all of y'all, man. Ford. We love we, Robert. We love y'all. Hey, all y'all, of y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good night, and uh, we will get with you later. <laughs> Hey, Sean, stay up, man. Much love, all y'all. Girl, you got that, I can't deny. And when we wake up, girl, it's a vibe.